BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Silas takes it to the basket for San Antonio and goes the distance. Pass goes to Silas. James Silas pulled a sweet shot. Up the dead run. Silas goes high and gives San Antonio the two-point lead. Julius Irving, take it if you want, doctor, they say. He does not. He throws to Gale. One-on-one. Bibby's back. Lead on the right side goes to James Silas. Welcome to edition number three of the Sound of Spurs podcast presented by Frost Bank. I'm the longtime radio voice of the San Antonio Spurs, Bill Schoening. And as you guys know, this is the 50th anniversary of the Spurs franchise. And I couldn't think of anybody better. Well, we had George the Iceman Gervin. He was a pretty good guy to start with. Absolutely. Uh, but this guy has got a great history with the Spurs. The first Spurs player to have his number retired, number 13, hangs in the rafters there at the AT&T Center. And uh, we're very pleased to be joined by the former Stephen F. Austin Lumberjack, there you go. James Silas. Hey, James, great to have you, Captain Late. How are you doing, my man? Man, doing well. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Now, I live up in the Austin area, and so do you, but uh, today you're coming uh, from Colorado, and I can't believe you're still doing some coaching. <laughs> well, you know, Bill, I was, I was forced in this position. <laughs> it wasn't nothing I wanted to volunteer to do, but uh, it was something my son come up with. It was a prep school that we 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 can we can have kids from anywhere in the world to play. We travel around and play, and I liked it. And I got involved with it, and I enjoyed it. Is it keeping you young? It's right. Yeah, <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> well, you know it's amazing because Greg Popovich is still coaching. He's got all these young guys, and and I'm in my 60s now, and now we're back with the team because during COVID we didn't travel with the team. There you go. And it kind of re-energizes uh, guys our age, doesn't it, James? When you're around young people and around the game. I think it does. I mean, you, people might not believe it, but I think it does. It makes you do things and make you think about things that you normally wouldn't be thinking about. Well, I'm 70 plus. So it, it makes you think about things and do things that a normally seven plus year old person wouldn't be thinking about. So I think it, I think it does. 
This is the 50th anniversary of the Spurs. That's why we're having this podcast. So uh, we want to talk about your Spurs time. Uh, but your time in basketball started way before that. Your hometown, Tallulah, Louisiana. I want you to take us back way to the beginning uh, in a small town in northeast Louisiana uh, and how your love of basketball began there. You know, Bill, uh, it, was, it was two things you did. You went to the cotton fields and you played basketball. <laughs> so... Uh, it was something that we did all the time. And uh, once guys before me, a couple guys played in ABA, James Young, one of the, one of the greatest players in ABA, uh, and, and, a high, and a college named Gremlin. So when I, when I figured out that he went to Gremlin, he came from Tallulah with me, but he's older, and I saw that you could go to school and get a scholarship to play basketball, it was mind-boggling. So I followed everything this man did. He scored 50 points in a high school game. I scored 50. Everything he did, I, I used to go to the library, Bill, and read the paper to see what Grandler was doing and how he played. and blah. So, it, like I say, it's two things you did. You went to the cotton fields and you played basketball. So we played every day, all day. So, and that uh, led us, led me to having us get a scholarship at uh, Stephen F. Austin. Followed another guy from Tallulah, Surrey Oliver. He was a All-American Stephen F. Austin, too. And so, it was just in our blood, Bill. Now, and James, so people don't realize this was back when uh, Stephen F. Austin was in AIA. Yeah, but you right. guys had some really good talent. In fact, I was the voice of Sam Houston State oh, a, few years, really? a, a few years after you. Uh, okay. But I knew about that rivalry between Stephen F. Austin and Sam Houston State. And I heard Absolutely. about James Lister uh, when right. James Lister played at Sam, of course, in the old there gym there. But uh, there just for a moment, because a lot of people don't understand uh, that fierce rivalry between those two small schools. They're bigger schools now, but back then it was NAIA. And uh, man, what, what a group, man! If you wore purple uh, and you went to Sam, you know, <laughs> wasn't good. And the other, I'll remember a poster uh, when yeah. I was at Sam. We were playing football yeah. at Stephen F, mm-hmm. and they had a big. A uh, picture of General Sam Houston behind bars. The school behind the prison. <laughs> right. I've lost there. No, you, 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 real, you, real, you, real nasty about that, man. Uh, yeah, it was though. It was a big rival, and like you say, although we was an NAIA school, we would play A and M. We would play UT. You know, like in pick in a in a scrimmages, and we would beat them, but. <laughs> Like when you look at back back in that time, we, well now we look at the NCAA tournament, how big it is. It, it was the other tournament out in New York. Uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. But the NIT. The, there you go. Yep. So things turned around a lot and changed a lot. But like you say, we could play with anybody. Sam Houston. It was Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, another school called Howard Payne that was all in the Lone Star Conference. We right. could play with anybody. So. It was good. It was basketball at its best. And that's where you really got a chance to shine. Uh, I think uh, your uh, team was 29 and one, one of your teams there. Uh, was that your final team at Stephen F? Yeah, we, we were 29 and one. And guess what, Bill? We had five guys. You know, back then you could have five to six to seven rounds in the draft. We had five guys to be drafted. Not, don't count me because I was too young. But I was the I was all first team All-American. But five other guys went in, went, went, and went in the draft off that off of that same team. So it was that team was that good, and so that's how it started. That's how I got seen, and that and we moved on from there, and I, and I go go from there. Now I eventually got drafted, and 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 it is what it is. 
Now you got drafted by the Houston Rockets, uh, but you ended up, uh, of course, in the ABA with the Dallas Chaparrales. Take us through that whole process, James. How did that all fall uh, together? There was another team called the Pittsburgh Pipers. They drafted me in number one, but they folded. And then uh, Houston drafted me in, the, I believe, the fifth round. And, you know, and that's all I wanted to do was play basketball. And I was told that two guys on the team was going to be on the team that following year. And I was, I was going to be with the team, but they changed their mind, wanted to come back to play, and they had guaranteed contracts. So they said, Jane, we can't play two people guaranteed money to play the same position. So I got to play against Dallas one, two, two times, the Chaparrales. One time in Tyler, and they had, had me to go back to Stephen F. Austinville to play in a game against, against Dallas. And I felt myself. I had a great game against them. And then the next night we went to Tyler and had a, I had a great game. And then after the game, they said, well, you know, Jane, we, got, we, can't, we can't keep two people and pay them at the same position, blah, blah, blah. So they let me go. The next day, Bill, guess what? Dallas called. And so they called because I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, well, you know, they're, they're putting my, you know, they're cutting off the Houston team. So I go to Dallas and the first practice, before the first practice was over, they say, man, we want to keep you. I'm like, oh my God, I got a shot. I got a chance. <laughs> so, so I got a shot. And, uh, you know, like, I know I could play. It's just one coach just got to like you, Bill. Yeah. So that was a guy named Babe McCarthy. Babe, yep. Babe, well, that was a coach at Dallas. So we were playing the Kentucky Colonels, and we were one point behind in the game. He said, yeah, he's a real country kind of guy. Get to Jimmy, Cy, and Cy, go down there and make a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm fighting for my life, man. If you want me to go do that, I can do this. So I went and did it, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it was just history after that. <laughs> Yeah, a lot better than the cotton fields back in Toledo, I'm sure, right? <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> All right, so you're part of the move. Uh, this is one of the things that we're going to talk about here in the Hello. podcast because Hello. well, I had ice on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he talked about the early days and uh, how Red McCombs and Angelo Drosis had a vision. We would be remiss not to talk about the leaders of this franchise. You know, you talk about Angelo Drosis. Um, you know, you talk about Red McCombs. They had a vision. And so you were in Dallas, and it wasn't working up there. Right. Why do you think the San Antonio Spurs worked so much better than the Dallas Chaparrales? Well, like you say, I was there in the beginning. You know, at that time, you know, that was Dallas Cowboys. Everything about the Cowboys. They didn't – basketball wasn't in their best interest. So – we, we, we tried everything to get people to come to the games in Dallas, and, and it didn't work. Were you so, playing at the old Moody Coliseum at SMU? Is that where you guys were playing? Uh, and there was a convention center downtown, too. Okay. Okay, so when Angelo and, and BJ Red got a chance, they had a vision. And, they, and, and it, was, it was a funny thing, man. They had like about 25 to 30 investors. They, want to, they, they came in and wanted their best to keep this team in San Antonio. So we had, a, we, had a, we had a choice to go to San Antonio or El Paso. So once Red and, and Angelo got, got involved in it, 
they just created this illusion, man. And uh, the people in San Antonio just went crazy, man. I mean, but what we did was we would invade the city. We would go out in people's yards, barbecue with them. We would stay after the game. If we had 100 people waiting after the game, we'd stay out there and sign every autograph. Sure. We would go to restaurants and, and hang out with people that live there, that breathe, breathe San Antonio. We, we didn't shy away from them. We, 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 we brought them into our life, and they was part of us. Pearl Bill, Longstar, they loved us so much that I couldn't believe that we was, we was living this dream. <laughs> we were living this dream. Everywhere we go, the city of San Antonio was a part of it. And, and it was like nothing other. No team wanted to come here to play because you remember we had the baseline bombs. <laughs> that was my next question. You knew I was going there. <laughs> you know, they was crazy. So they it was just such a rude place to play. But on the other side, it was such a nice family city wise. So it, it was it was it was a great it was a great solution for a red and uh and uh antelope. Did you have friends on other teams that complained about the baseline bums? <laughs> you know that. <laughs> That's why you asked me that. You know that. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I mean, it, it was just, it was a perfect place to put them at, at where the other team would go out to the dressing room. <laughs> right about, right about, right about the dressing room. And they were ready to because Pearl Bill, Lone Star, would let, let the baseline bum come in and happy hours on them. <laughs> So they, they were fired up and ready to go. I had guys like Dr. J and I, people don't believe it, but we 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 were rivals, but we we were probably best of friends. We we take trips with family and he would complain. <laughs> he would complain so much how the baseline bond would get on them and their team. And so to answer your question. The baseline bomb was off the chain, man. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Now, that was when Dr. J was with the Nets in the old ABA before he went to the Sixers, right? There you go. Absolutely. And we're talking ABA right now. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of ABA stuff to talk about, too. The 75-76 season, uh, you had an amazing year. You averaged 24 points, five assists, four rebounds. You were all ABA first team. And uh, you guys really had it going on there. But was there some uncertainty during that season about the future of the league? Yeah, because rumor has it that the league was going to fold. We didn't get the news that it was going to – some teams were going to merge with the NBA. And that, all we heard that the league might fold and, and they're going to have a certain kind of draft that other the teams in the NBA would draft you off the teams. And so that, that, was the, that was the word – that was the thing that's going around in the league. So not only did we have to play – to, to maintain our, our image and, our, and our, our float for what we believe in. But we had this in the back of our minds, too. So we, we, we heard rumors, and, but we didn't, we didn't know what was going to happen. Were you relieved when you found out that the Spurs were going to stay in the NBA and you wouldn't have to look for a job elsewhere? Absolutely. Uh, I, 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 w- I was relieved because I knew that the Spurs – and the team that they did choose could play at any level. And, and the NBA knew it too. So, mm-hmm. but 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 my deal was there were other guys on other teams that we had been 
in a relationship for us battling night after night, what was going to happen to them? Um, like the Moses Malone, Maurice Lucas, and a lot of, a lot of great players that we were saying like, Oh, Ron Boones. And my, my deal was, was what going to happen to these guys? Cause I knew playing against these guys night after night, they could play, they could play against anybody. So I didn't know how it would fizzle, fizzle out, but that was my worry. But I was great. I was glad that the Spurs went in along with, a, with three other teams that we didn't have to like, Prince like, we didn't want to be divided. We didn't have to be divided. We didn't have to be cut up and sent different places. So what I what I appreciate about what Angelo and Red was they, they cut a deal to where, hey man, you guys gonna still be together and go in as a team, and that was great. And you averaged 115 points per game that year. You led the league, you led the NBA your first year in the NBA. And uh I said there was no big surprise about that. You guys knew you could go in there and play with these guys. Absolutely. I mean we didn't play them during regular seasons, but there are pickup pick up games in different places that guys saw each other and we played against each other. So it wasn't like we we didn't think we could play with them. And uh, if you look at how the league is played today, that's how we play, fast. Mm-hmm. We, we, we want to ask everybody. Now, the only thing I feel like they had on us, Bill, was they had bigger guys in the center spots but other than that, at any other spot, we had just as great of players that they had, and they knew it. So what do you do? Do you not bring in Iceman, James Silas, and, 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 and from the Spurs? You had Julius Irvin, the doctor in the Nets. You, you had David Thompson and that crew at, 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 at Denver. You had the Indiana Pacers with, with Mel and, and, and uh, George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you want that. Mm-hmm. You want that. And so we're going to place Moses and Maurice Lucas and other guys in different places. But y'all got some good players we want. So point-wise, we can score, score with anybody. I want to ask you about a couple of nicknames because everybody knows about the Captain Late, and I want to get to that. But mm-hmm. you were, were you Snake before you were a Captain Late? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you done, you done did your homework. Yep. Yeah, uh, like my daddy was. My daddy, they called my daddy in Tallulah Snake. And I was Lil Snake, but then I grew everybody. <laughs> so, they called all his kids Lil Snake, but the name stuck with me for some reason. And uh, yeah, I was Snake before I was Captain Lee. And uh, so, uh, but all my all my dad kids were Lil Snakes, but it just stuck with me. <laughs> and where did Captain Lee originate? I was always the captain on the team when I went to Spur. Even when I went to another team, I ain't gonna call their name right now. Uh, I still was the captain on that team too, but. You know, we 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 was in Cleveland. We was in Portland, and Ice not Amy. Ice and Ice got forty. I got about twenty one. We down one. Bob Bass, which is my favorite Spurs coach, he said, "We're gonna draw a play for Ice." Come on, come on. And Ice said, "No, no, get that shit to Jimmy." <laughs> Ice called me Jimmy, and I'm like, "What the what?" <laughs> So Bob had to change his, he brought his book back, brought his pad back. I said, okay, everybody line up on the, everybody that's lined up on the baseline. Si, you get it out here, and then you go one-on-one. I said, damn, shit is new, but okay. <laughs> and it happened, and it worked. And I was so good with it that if a team would make a, just say a team, team made an 8-0 run on you, 
Right. I know how to change it. I could call it one four. We call it one four at a time. I hold my four fingers and I know. I might go three or four times in a row to make everything settle back down, Bill. So, and then we start putting it at, at the end of every quarter, end of every game. That's how we win. And so this, and, and in the newspaper, Captain Lee, da, da, Captain Lee. Da, da. <laughs> so I came from the newspaper then. Yeah. So it was, it wasn't that a player gonna make me miss the shot. I missed it because I didn't. I, I missed the shot on my own. Now you, you're not gonna make me miss it because I was so good at it. You're either gonna foul me or end one me, or I'm gonna make the shot. So I was that good at it, and uh, that's how they started calling me Captain Lee. Wow. We mentioned the fact that the Spurs retired your number. We'll talk about that in a moment too. But the number is 13, and as you know, James, a lot of people think 13. <laughs> Is an unlucky number. I don't agree with that because my favorite player of all time who grew up three miles from me is Will Chamberlain. There you go. So, you know, I'm a Philly guy, so I'm very <laughs> partial to the number 13 because of the dipper. Uh, so where did 13 come from with you? You know what? When you're hungry and looking for a job, and that's the only number left in the in this. <laughs> You didn't pick it? You didn't pick it? <laughs> no. And that's the only number left? So what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Say, no, nah, I don't want that number. Give me another number. I wasn't in a position to do that. So give me whatever jersey you got in there. I'll take it. <laughs> that's how I end up with Unfortunately, you had a real tough injury uh, yeah. at the end of your career. And I, I know that's probably tough for you to talk about because yeah. – uh, you, you, well, you still had some time left, right? I mean, you, right, right. you still had some time left in your career, but at the time, I'm sure it was very, very, very difficult for you. Yeah, well, it was. You know, it was new, it was new to me. It was something that was uncontrollable. You know, it's a time issue. You can't rush it. You had to be patient. You had to take the bitter with the sweet. I mean, you know, I know I was, you know, one of the best players in basketball. But it was just a time that I had to wait my time to get back to even be near where I was. Now, you know, now, now Bill, I'm, 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 I'm going to let you know something. Watch this. I played in the NBA on a leg and a half and still did what I did. Now, Captain Lake didn't change at the end of the game, but I still took the last shots. At the end of the quarter, that's just too much. But just I, you know, I, I only thing I only thing I I won't say regret. I just I just wish the fans could have saw that guy that was a run up to the MVP with the Dr. J and the ABA. That was untouchable. I could do anything I need to do, and could nobody stop me from doing it. So that's the only thing. But uh, you know, uh, what I you can't change it, Bill. So you go on and try to like make the best of what you can do. Well, you certainly did that. There's no question. Uh, must have been an emotional time for you when the Spurs uh, made you the first player uh, to uh, look up in, uh, into the roof, into the rafters, rather, and uh, see your number. Uh, what what emotions were you going through when that happened? It, it was beautiful. It was something that I remember how we where we started from. And then I remember how they had to raise the roof at the Hemisphere Arena. We started at 10. I think we raised it to like another four. And just, just, just the growth of it, to be there, standing out there, that 
this organization appreciated what you had done. And even then, it wasn't worth a billion dollars. But, you know, at that time, for an organization to put you in a position like that, to feel that way about you, I, I never experienced it. I, I couldn't ask nobody what to do or how, what to say because <laughs> it had never happened. <laughs> well, so, well, the cool thing is now, James, you you were by yourself there when they put that 13 up the first time. And now look at all those great players who are up there with you. Absolutely. So, you know, to answer your question, like now, they could come to me and ask me things because I was there. I've been there. But to be that first person, I hope I handled it well. <laughs> I hope I did the right and said the right thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it was beautiful. But just the fact that I look at all the, like you say, all the guys that came behind that, that special night, look what kind of growth that was. Look what this organization had done. Look, look, look how how beautiful we've been. Look how many championships we we won. Look at the fact that they didn't think we could do it. You're coming from the ABA and merging with the mighty NBA. Hey, we got look at the championship we got. So when they asked me, hey man, you played in the league. Yeah, who do you play for? I play for the best. NBA team in Texas. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Who is that? Oh, the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is the, the, the legacy of uh, the Spurs in San Antonio? Because you saw it from the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and you know how the community feels about them. This is the 50th anniversary. So yeah. when you think about the Spurs and the community, uh, what are your thoughts? You know, we had the Iceman on the other day, and of mm-hmm. course he's got that academy. And so yeah. many players stayed in San Antonio and stayed a part of the community. Ooh, and, uh, absolutely. You know, and, and you can't think of anybody that's more part of the community, obviously, than the Iceman. But yeah. uh, just your thoughts on that overall, uh, James. Look. I like to say when people ask me about some of my former teammates, I think we got more former players there in San Antonio than in the city. Now something needs something good about that. Something, something got to be good about that. Yeah, because all the players fell in love with the city. And like I told you from the beginning, we were such a part of this city that they felt like family. And, and made us feel like we was family to them. So it was really easy to fall in love with San Antonio and their family and their fans. It don't take a mad scientist to, 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 to figure it out. Because now I know we got like maybe nine or ten guys still live there. And I'm down the street in Austin. So it's something special, man. And you know me and you know each other from way back. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, so I'm telling you from the bottom of my heart, it's something special, man. It's it's real. We just lost one of those guys that was a teammate of yours, and he was a friend of mine, Mike Sugar Gale. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, Mike was one of those guys. Of course, he was from my hometown of Philly. We were talking about that earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, But what an authentic person. And and he was there with you through some of that time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought up Mike because I don't want San Antonio to forget Mike. I first played against Mike at Elizabeth City, and I was at Stephen the Boss in a tournament. That's how long I've been knowing Mike. Mike, God bless his soul, was a very special man. He was loving. If he cared about you, he really cared about you. And he's a good family guy. He was a perfect San Antonio kind of guy. Like you say, he, we used to call him Philly. And sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
he he really fit in in San Antonio. He he was at when he went to the ABA, he played with the Nets with Julius. But as he got into San Antonio, he really settled in. That was, that was and a and, hey, and by by me having a knee injury gave Mike time to play. And but but we came we became friends and I love him. Uh, God bless his soul. Um, but he was a great man. Good defensive player, wasn't he? Ooh. Pretty good at yeah. Oh yeah, that was his game. Uh, what wasn't he was an average shooter. You know, he, he could do things, but defense, that was his game. Man, man. He he just he just ate on that. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our presenting sponsor, Frost Bank. It's not about your highlight reel. It's about reaching new heights each and every day. It's not about if you sit in the nosebleeds or courtside. It's about showing up. Hey, good game, 25. You too, man. It's not about wins. It's about winning over others by treating them right. It's about more than money. Frost, the official bank of the San Antonio Spurs. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, before we let you go, we got a couple more minutes with James Silas. This is the Sound of Spurs podcast uh, presented by Frost Bank. Uh, you had a lot of characters in the old ABA, and some were coaches. And I got to know Doug Moe uh, in recent years. <laughs> and I know you guys had kind of a, a fun relationship. Uh, give me a Doug Moe story or your recollections about playing with Doug. Uh, he was kind of a loose guy, wasn't he? I mean, that was a wow, A-S-S-S person. Uh, <laughs> loose, loose, loose is a goose. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Roll the ball out. But no, he he was okay. Bob Bass was the person that really made James Silas. But Doug Moe's a second run up. I mean, a photo finish of my second best coach in the Spurs era. So, but Doug was a loosey guy. He he was a player. A, a player loved to play for him. He was a player's coach. Yep, he was one of those Denver Nuggets. That was that Denver connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, James, we're going to let you go soon, but uh, when you 
when you reflect back on your time, uh, both as, as a player in the ABA and the NBA, especially mm-hmm. your time mm-hmm. with San Antonio and mm-hmm. the fact that you've been involved in some uh, youth basketball. I know right. you started that Midnight Basketball League in Austin right. a number of years ago. You've right. been trying to help guys, uh, right. at-risk guys. Uh, what do you want your legacy to be in a few years when people say, man, I remember James Silas. This is what I remember about him. Hmm. A people's person that wanted everybody to be looked at fairly. When an opportunity knocks on your door, be ready to open it. Because like in this world, opportunity, if you don't answer that door, it's going to go to somebody else and knock on their door. So just, just, just be, have fun. Take, 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 take advantage of opportunity. Don't make excuses because <clears throat> we've been in the world long enough that, you know, opportunity is there and what you do with it. So stop, stop using excuses of why, why I don't got, I ain't got this because I, no. Take advantage of everything and say, well, that's what James Silas tried to do with people that came in his life. He said, hey, there it is. Use it to your advantage. It's been great to catch up with you and to have you on. I hope that you come down and see a game soon, okay? I know it's a welcome invitation. Come on down. Okay, well, well, what you need to know is uh, I've, I've, I've said I'm going to come on the 31st. Uh, I talked with the Spurs organization by being the 50 years. They're going to be my night, uh, awesome. the 31st of December. So we're going to put y'all, we'll be playing the Dallas team, which would kind of roll off into the Spurs Dallas deal. So I wanted you to know that while we're talking. So it's the 31st of December, going to be the James Silas night. Uh, it should be the James Silas night. And it's going to be an early night. It won't be a captain late night because I think it's a super <laughs> tip that night. But it'll be a late night for some people because it's New Year's Eve, right? There you go, there you go guy. James, hey, you're the man, okay? Hey, always, and uh, hey, you know, thanks very much for joining us. Always good to see you, man. Thank you very much. Right. That's James Silas, and right, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you very much, James. Of course, uh, number 13, hanging in the rafters at the AT&T Center. This has been episode number three of Sound of Spurs, presented by Frost Bank. I'm Bill Schoening. So long, everybody. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events, chef-prepared meals, 
safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.